0: Welcome back to Faith FM. You are listening right across Australia, wherever you are. Of course, we have just come into the second hour of our show. It is 8.02 in the morning, and we're into our encounter with God section. We're going to be studying the Bible, picking up where where Lyle and I left off yesterday. But before we do, Gemma, we have another clue for the quiz. No one has tapped this up yet. Okay. Third clue. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Samson scooped some of this out of a lion's carcass. That is disgusting. Now, if you're remembering the previous clues, we know that this is food. Yes. So that's really disgusting. That's really gross. gross. That's really gross. If you know what this substance is, give us a call 1 800 324 843 and you will get a prize. It might be a DVD. It might be a book. It might be a CD. Man, there are lots of things that it could be. So give uh, give us a call and you will win the prize. Of course, we are getting into our Bible study where we have been going through Revelation, the book of Revelation, and now we have come to Revelation chapter 13 and we've been talking about the beast of the sea. And we noted that this beast is the Antichrist. The other thing we noted is that Revelation chapter 13, um, the first half of that chapter where it's talking about this first beast, is a direct parallel of Daniel chapter 7. Um, and we, we establish from that then that we can use this tra- these two chapters in corroboration to determine who the Antichrist is. And so we went through some of the signs yesterday, which I will be going over again. In fact, we'll go over them right now. We'll go over the signs. Okay, cool. Catch we'll go, me up. We'll, we'll go over the signs right now. So, the first sign, the first clue, we have 10 clues slash signs here. The first clue was that it arises out of Western Europe. The reason we know this is because in Daniel chapter 7, it's got the four beasts um, and each beast is a nation. Right? You mm-hmm. know this part yep, where he goes following. the, the yep. lion, the bear, the leopard, and, the, and then the dragon or the great terrible beast. Mm. And then we also established that, that horns represent kingdoms as well. And so the fourth beast, this, this dragon, which we identified as Imperial Rome, then has 10 horns. And then it has 10 crowns on, on its 10 horns um, representing the the change of sovereignty to when you know the Roman Empire disintegrates um, in 476 AD there was then the transfer of power from the Roman Empire to the 10 nations of Europe of Western Europe yeah we're good yeah yeah, I'm following. yeah yeah yeah, so we established that the Antichrist it says that the Antichrist or the it's referred to as the little horn rises up among the 10 nations so we know that it comes from Western Europe. That gives us a uh, geographical, sorry, not Mm. geological, not in the ground, but above the ground. It gives us a geographical uh, location of where it comes from. We know that this is a little kingdom because it's described as a little horn. We also know that it is a kingdom because it is called a horn. We know that a horn is a kingdom. The Bible says this very clearly. It says um, "And the 10 horns are 10 kings um, who shall arise from this kingdom Horns equals kings equals kingdoms. We mm-hmm. Pretty straightforward. So we know that it's a little kingdom. Um, yeah, it's little, it's a kingdom. A micronation, you know, would, would be the uh, the the modern term. We know that, uh, yeah, it arises among the 10 tribes um, of Europe. We know that it overcomes three political powers as it rises to prominence. If we, you know, be studious for history and look back um, in five Thirty. Sorry, in 476 is when the division of Rome happened into the ten nations of Europe, and then by 538, three of those kingdoms were no longer existing. So we know that it's been between that time period of 476 and 538 AD. Okay, um, it is different from the other ten powers. It, the the Bible makes this point that this is a It is different from the others, and that leads into our next clue. The next clue is is that it's got it. It would have a man at its head who speaks for it. We know that um, this nation is led by a man and has never had a queen, which is different from other nations. The other way that it is different is it would speak blasphemies against, God's, against God. We, we we established that the blasphemies that it would speak would be the fact that it would claim to be God and it would claim to forgive since we we you know why another reason why it's different from the other kingdoms is the religious implications here that this is not only a political power but it's a religious power and 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 Lyle alluded to yesterday that half of these clues would be political and half of these clues would be religious so this is a religious religio political power I'm pretty sure that's a term that's yeah, the correct religio yeah religio political yeah okay. The next clue was that it persecutes God's people. This is a big one, you know. Mm. The, the ninth clue was that it would be in power for 1,260 years. The Bible says that it's in power for time, times, and half a times, which, you know, this period of time is referred to seven times in the Bible. It's called time, times, and half a times, um, 42 months, 1,260 days, three and a half years. But all meaning the same thing? All meaning the same thing. Mm. Um, a, a year in Bible prophecy Um is oh well okay so a day in bible prophecy when it says something is a day um it means it's a year this is something this is like widely accepted by all scholars um there are yeah it's a day means a year in bible prophecy so we know that uh yeah according to the bible this this thing will be in power this 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 nation this antichrist will be in power power for 1260 years we noted yesterday um you know <clears throat> Sorry about that. But the the false beliefs about the Antichrist, uh, that the Antichrist will be this one person who rises up in the seven years, the end of time, that we don't have to worry about. Mm. We debunk that using two things. The first one being what we're denoting right here. One person can't rule for 1260 years. That's impossible. That, like, fair point. Like, that, like, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Most of us, uh, most of us, don't live uh, past a hundred. So how can one person be reigning for twelve hundred and sixty years? The other thing that we noted, very, very important, um, is is the fact that this is a nation. You know, this is describing here a nation. It says there are ten nations, and then a nation rises un- up among them. Again, a nation, and the. The third thing, really main point, why this can't be an individual um, that we don't know and we speculate about, and that you know, because in in the sort of dispensationalist um, you know uh, secret rapture theology, is that after all the saints have been raptured, then the Antichrist comes. Mm. Um, the Bible says that anyone who worships the beast and the Antichrist. Um, and it says the whole world will. And anyone who, like it says the whole world will, you know, they'll try and suck everyone in to worship him. And that anyone who is, like the the, the warning that's giving out against them, it says they have undiluted wrath against them. God is giving this Powerful warning to God's people, like, hey, don't worship the Antichrist. Uh, he's giving this power. Why would he give us that warning if we're not even here to experience that? Mm. It just, it doesn't really, it doesn't check out. Um, and it's very clear that you know people are going to be on Earth when the Antichrist is reigning. Um, the other point, I'm pretty sure it's the point that Peter makes in 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 Second Peter. He says that the spirit of the Antichrist has come is has already come is here now and is here in the future of course we know that peter was ruling and writing the book of second peter in um what, what was it you know in the first century So, if the Antichrist had already been in somewhat of an existence, um, but Peter makes the point, he's like, "Nope, they're coming into prominence later." But it's already here, you know, in secret. So, we say that the Antichrist is it a particular person, or it's it's the group? So, it's It's, not. It's yeah, it's not a. It's the point I'm trying to make is that it's not a person who's at the end of time. This is a group. This is a this is a a system. This is a a power described here as a nation, and we're going to see how all of this comes together. and finally, here it says, this would attempt to change times and laws. We talked about yesterday how you can't change the law of God. Like, mm. no one has the ability to change the law. Any any nation in, you know, any any ruler of any nation can legislate different laws, but you can't change the law of God because only, law, only God can change the law of God. Yeah. That's like, okay, so there were the 10 clues. Um, and the other point that we made yesterday, big point, and I think you're alluding to it here. The Antichrist is a nation, it's a system um, that people are a part of. And we, we made the point that if you're part of this thing, you aren't the Antichrist. The system is, and this doesn't make sense, but it will make sense as soon as I say this thing. This is what Lyle said yesterday, and then he just said, okay, Lawson is gonna, <laughs> Lawson's going Lawson's gonna to explain this to you. He said, he said that the Antichrist is none other than the papacy. Oh, Big, big claims Of course, the point here is that If you are a Roman Catholic, that does not mean You are part of the Antichrist, that means That the system of worship There is under the spirit of the Antichrist, so yeah, we'll get back into that After this You're listening to Faith FM
1: Positively different radio
0: Oh, we just got a we just got a text through. We're getting some messages here from our producers. Mark from Adelaide has answered the quiz quiz correctly. Um, the answer, of course, was honey. So he will be getting a prize. Well Shout done, out Mark. On you, Mark. That's awesome. Um, but anyway, okay. So I just said something big. <laughs> Lyle said this yesterday, and then he was like, "Ed Lawson's going to explain it to you tomorrow." So oh, Lyle, Lyle said, um, "Yeah, we we can establish from the Bible that." Um, the papacy or the Vatican is the Antichrist, and the big point here is that yes, if you're a if you're a Catholic, you know, a Roman Catholic, that does not make you the Antichrist. Right. There are devout, God-loving, you know, Jesus-following Roman Catholics out there, um, but we're going to see as we study through this this Bible study that the system. Um, this is where. We can we can establish you know that they are the Antichrist uh, just according to the signs. And um, there's a cool little analogy. You know, imagine, imagine, Gemma, if I told you to go and pick up my dad from the airport, and you were like Lawson, I don't know your dad. And I'm like, it's all good. So he's going to be wearing a bright green jacket. He's going to be wearing bright yellow pants. He's going to have one shoe on, and that shoe's going to be red. He's going to be six foot tall. Have a beard. Be slightly overweight. And like, like if I give you the (laughs) sign, he's definitely going to stand out. He's going to stand out, right? And then we just have to look. You just have to go to the airport and and look. You know, it even I'll even give you a time. I say, look, he's going to be coming through the gate at five forty five p.m. You would see it yeah, straight easy, up. You'd be easy. expecting him. The Bible gives us all these signs. It gives us, you know, where it's coming from, at what time, what it looks like, all of these things. And we're going to go through every single clue, every single sign and, you know, essentially um, back the claim that I just made because it's a big claim. Huge. You know, I, we're, not, we're, not, we're not here, you know, we're not undermining that this is a big claim mm. for me to say that the Vatican or the papacy is the Antichrist. That's a massive claim. And we have to back it up with evidence. So, let's start. Let's go through. Okay. So, in Daniel chapter 7, um, in Daniel chapter 7, the Bible says, uh, you know, according to the, the you know, the the successions of the beast. Um, and then, you know, eventually we get to the fourth beast, which represents Rome. And then there's four, um, you know, sorry, ten horns that come out of that beast. We understand that's Western Europe. mm mm-hmm. um, this is such an easy thing. Um, you know, the seat of the papacy is in Rome, in Italy. Like, in the heart of Western Europe, the papacy comes from. Yeah. So, super clear, straightforward, first clue, chick. Tick t- the t- box, ticks, sorry. That makes sense. I meant to say check yep. the box, but then I said <laughs> tick the box. Um, check, first clue. So, if we're going to make a case that the papacy is the Antichrist, um, the, the papacy is what's being described here. Tick, yeah, it's know. got to line up with it's the things to... that the Bible lists yeah. to what to look for. Yeah. And one so of those things is yeah, Rome. It comes from yeah. Western Europe. The seat of the papacy is in Rome. Yeah. Okay, second clue. It is a little kingdom. Ooh. This is like, this is straight up because the Vatican, I think, what is it? is like the Vatican is like the, the, the Vatican city, um, you know, which is its own nation, um, is... Uh, the the entire thing is forty hectares. That's or it. One hundred and eight acres. That's tiny. This is, in fact, the Vatican is the smallest nation on earth. Wow! So it is a small. It is a tiny nation. It is the smallest sovereign nation on earth. If you know the history of that, um, you know Federico Freder- Mussolini in um, you know in 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 the the first half of the uh, the the twentieth century, of course, um, before. Before World War II gave the Vatican its seat back, gave it its land back, gave it, made it a sovereign, ruling nation. And we know, you know, straight up, if it's a little nation, it is the smallest nation on earth. Okay, let's keep, continue to go through. It arises after the Ten Tribes of Europe. Okay, so we know that... Um, we know that the... Um, the the division of the Roman Empire came in 476 AD super super straightforward this is a historical you fact you can google that you, yeah. you'll be safe yeah yep. 476 AD um and then and it, it it is you know then established into the 10 kingdoms of Europe yeah um Then in 538 AD, the papacy received its major political um, power once it overthrew Adrian Ostrogoths. The the Adrian Ostrogoths. um, Sorry, the Aryan (laughs) Ostrogoths. Not the Adrian Ostrogoths. But the Aryan Ostrogoths in 538. So it became, at that point, it was given an army um by you know then was the beginning of the holy roman empire which is the the merging of the the Alemanni or the mm. germans with with the uh, with the papacy and the romans crazy history going on there but essentially um they're given an army and they're given be- they're given political power and they become an official nation of europe yep. they have political power at that point you know we know that um in the mid 3rd century um that the the papacy um you know, in the in the 300 ADs, um, that Constantine, you know, made Catholicism. The word Catholic actually actually means universally, and he made Catholicism the state religion. It was the universal Christian church, um, but they weren't given a political power until 538 AD, um, after the the Ten Kingdoms. Okay, next clue. Um, is that it overcomes three political power as it rises to prominence. We know that the Bible says that it subdues three kings. It takes Mm. them up from the roots. Three nations. Um, Let's just... Let's just have a look here. Over time, most of the ten kingdoms of Europe adopted Roman Christianity. However, three of these kingdoms opposed Rome and refused to cooperate. These three powers were defeated by Catholic emperors. The Heruli, the Vandals, and the Ostrogoths, um, all three kingdoms, were plucked up by the roots, and they disappeared from Europe. So between this time of 476 and 538 AD, uh, when the Catholic Church is given its political power, all three of them are uprooted and, you know, basically cease to exist because of. Um because of the papacy because of the controlling powers of roman catholicism you know they went to war because they wouldn't conform to roman christianity and they were all uprooted and wow. we no longer have those kingdoms in europe today you know we still have the franks aka the france uh, the french sorry <laughs> uh, we still have the Alemanni, aka the germans we still have the anglo anglo saxons aka the um the the english but we we don't have the heruli the Visi- uh, sorry the heruli the vandals and the ostrogoths they no longer exist and they were all subdued by this power okay continuing on it is different from the other 10 powers the papacy is different from all the other powers in terms of being a religious power a church controlling politics was certainly different from the first ones they were all secular governments by this time you know uh, there were still monarchies and different things but there was no longer this um you know in, in in france and and whatnot um yeah, there was no longer uh, a, the conjoined church in states. They were all run by secular governments, except for the papacy. Oh,
2: of course, wow. it
0: is its own political state. Which sets it apart from everything which else. Which sets it apart, you know, which is run by yeah. the Pope. Wow. You know, it's its own political state who is run by a religious leader. This is the only nation at the time. So, again, we're just sort of pinpointing here, really zooming in focus. We have a when, we have a where, um, and now we're, we're seeing more and more details. All right, next detail. It speaks blasphemy against God. Mm. Of course, the, pi- the Pope, one of the official titles for the Pope, he is known as the Vicar of Christ. Do you know what that means? No. The word Vicar means in place of. Really, so the, in place of in Christ place is what of it means. Christ, wow. The, 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 the Roman Catholic Church. Um, in fact, this is a this is a quote here from um, Leo the sorry Leo the thirteenth. It says, "We, the popes, hold upon this earth the place of God Almighty." Whoa! This is very clear blasphemy. Um, in in John chapter ten and verse thirty three, Jesus, you know, um, implicates, um, you know, through his speech, he says, "Yes, I, I am God." And they say that's blasphemy. We know that claiming to be God is blasphemy, and this is a man claiming to be God. We other know. We also know that according to Luke twenty five twenty one, that another form of blasphemy is claiming to be able to forgive sins. Um, here is another um, quote from the Catholic Church I have here. Okay. Yeah, here's another one. Um, the Pope is not only representative of uh, the representative of Jesus Christ, but he is Jesus Christ himself hidden under the veil of flesh. Um, thus, the priest may in certain manner be called to the Creator of the... Sorry, to the Creator, um, since by these words of consecration he creates, as it were, Jesus in the sacrament. Um, this is talking about the... Uh, this is talking about the confessional. This is talking about the, the communion service mm. that they do um, and how they have the, the ability through the sacraments to forgive sins. We're going to come back to this after this. This is All Sons of Daughters with You Will Remain. Sons and Daughters with You Will remain. You are listening to Faith FM with Lawson and Gemma while Lyle and Mon are away. We're just out here killing it. And man, I, um, <laughs> man, I was really struggling to get that out. It's like we're <laughs> running out of time and I was like, oh, yeah, it's got to get in. Um, of course, clue number seven, which we just went through. It was um, about, you know, we're, we're establishing who is the Antichrist. Um, and we've gone through the clues so far, and clue number seven was it would speak blasphemies against God. Um, I made the bold claim that the, the, Very the Vatican, the papacy, was the Antichrist, um, and we've been backing it up so far. We've been through six of the ten clues, um, and every sign uh, the papacy has fit. The seventh clue, which I just went through, was it would speak blasphemies against God. We established that blasphemies were claiming to be God and claiming to forgive sins, of which the Catholic Church does both. The um, or the the papacy, you know, yeah. endorses both. The Pope yep. claims to be Jesus Himself, and of course Earth. the confession, and of course the the confessional and the sacraments of which you can only gain forgiveness not through going to Jesus, um, which we know. Like the Bible's, like you know, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that mm. we you know might receive forgiveness and mercy and help in time of need. Um, the Bible is so clear. If you want forgiveness, go to Jesus. But the Catholic Church, you know, the the papacy say no. Come through come, us first. Come to us. Yeah. You have to come and do the sacraments. So we established that. Again, this is a sign of the Antichrist, which we are seeing very clearly played out here. But let's continue. Clue number eight it would persecute God's people. We know that this is from verse 25, where the Bible says, um, He shall persecute the saints of the Most High. You might be sitting there thinking, Persecute God's people? Isn't is it, the Catholic Church God's people? Is, is the Catholic Church, you know, aren't they supposed to be the representatives of, of Christianity? Well, we have gone through um, we have talked about a little bit of church history as we've been going through the book of Revelation we've been talking about um, some of the terrible atrocities that the Bible actually predicted in fact in we talked about in Revelation chapter 12 the woman fleeing to the wilderness from persecution true Christianity flees into the wilderness Bible believing commandment keeping saints of God they have to flee because of persecution and where did that persecution come from? well it came from the Catholic Church itself. Um, Conservative estimates um, place the killings at 50 million during the reign of the Catholic Church. During its political reign um, over the the next sign that we're going to get into, the 1260 years of of ruling, over its political reign, yeah, conservative estimates were that it killed the Catholic Church, persecuted and killed 50 million people. People. But that's conservative. Esp- ex- uh, sorry, conservative estimates. Some experts are saying that the figure is closer to 150 millions of uh, a million people. Uh-huh, million deaths, sorry, 150 million deaths. Millions of people were burnt at the stake for heresy when they were simply following the truths of Scripture instead of the dictates and traditions of the church. Well, it's interesting that the Catholic Church is, you know, the the people who c- claim to be Christianity themselves are the source of persecution. And again, this is another an- another you know sign of the antichrist it's it's crazy yep ticks the next box box. um we continue through though clue number nine Mm. sign number nine it would be in power for 1260 years um the papacy ruled for 1260 years check this out the papacy gained its ultimate power in 538 ad uh, when the final opposition the ostrogoths were defeated of course at that time the um the, the the papacy defeated the Ostrogoths with the, the <laughs> army um, that they inherited, and, and and moreover, they became an official political power. The papacy became an official political power at that time. In 1260, 1260 years later, we get to, from 538, we get to 1798. On that date, 17, in that year, 1798, Pope Pius VI was taken captive by Napoleon's general, Berthier. Uh, the Pope was stripped of his political power, just as the prophecy predicted the Antichrist would be. Um, the, in fact, in, um, in Revelation chapter 13, the parallel chapter to Daniel chapter 7, it says that the, the beast, or the Antichrist, receives a deadly wound. But it heals miraculously. 1798. The, the, the Vatican gets ransacked. The Pope is taken captive. Roman Catholicism is, you know, at its head, is completely destroyed. But then we see some, some hundred years later, they are re by Federico Mussolini with political power. They receive miraculous healing from the wound. This is something we're going to be going into more detail um, in our next Bible studies. But finally, clue number 10. This power would attempt to change times and laws. The Catholic Church claims... That they have the ability to do this because they are the representatives of, of God on Earth. I've got a little picture here. It's actually, you know, not that you guys can can seeing see it, but it's a it's a uh, it's a comparison between the Ten Commandments of the Bible and the Ten Commandments of the Catholic Church. Are they different? And they're different. Whoa! Um, so, of course, the first commandment of the Bible is, "You shall have no other gods before Me." Um, The Catholic Church one is quite similar, um, but then they completely cut out the second commandment, which is the second commandment is you shall not make for yourself a carved image. You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them or worship them. We know that the Catholic Church is full of carved images and saints and all. All of the, you know, they go and they kiss the feet, the foot of St. Peter every year, bow down before him. Um, you know, the statues of Mary, the mm. rosemary beads, all these things that they use for worship with the, the Bible is very clear. No, you worship God in spirit. You worship God one-on-one. There is no need for statues. There is no need for images, carved things. Um, this is part of the Ten Commandments, which they have changed um, so they only have nine commandments they actually have ten they've split some of them up yeah. um, to go over their commandment um, about the Sabbath we know that the Bible says in Daniel uh, sorry in, in Exodus chapter 20 in the Ten Commandments it says remember the Sabbath to keep it holy six days you shall labor and do all your work but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God the seventh day which we know historically through all of time has been Saturday uh, we, we had a question of the day a while ago now, but establishing that there is no way that that the week could be changed. We know that it has been Saturday from the beginning of time. And, of course, the Catholic Church has said, remember to keep holy uh, keep holy the Lord's Day, completely excluding the Sabbath truth. In fact, the Church claims that the change of the Sabbath... Um, is their ecclesiastical right. So, their right as a church. They say, we are God's holy church. Therefore, we can, we can change, whatever, we laws can change we whatever laws we want. change whatever laws we want. The rest of the laws, you know, thou, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not, you know, commit adultery. This is, this is mostly intact. But you can, can see here, times and laws, the Sabbath, calmed images, they claim to have the ability to change. And the Bible is saying, no, you cannot. God's law was made by God. Only, only, God can change. only God can change it. Mm. Only God can make it. Only God can change it. It is God's prerogative, not man's. Um, so, yeah, we have just gone through 10 signs. And to me, of course, I grew up um, secular. I didn't know this stuff. I mean, when I was show this, I was like, man, this is actually, there's something here. And I think when we go through these 10 very clear, specific characteristics, time, place, what they would do, what they would look like, how it would be structured, what they teach, Check, check, check. Tick, tick, tick. All the tick. We do not need to speculate who is the the Antichrist. We know the Bible tells us it is none other than the Vatican. Oh, big bombs! This is another. If you if you if you think that we're wrong, if you want to call us up, you know, give us a call one 843 or a text oh four nine one zero six four six six nine. You can tell us uh, why you think we're wrong. Challenge us. We love to be challenged. Of course, you know. God has given us this information so that we can follow Him. He wants us to come back to Him which is, you know, giving your heart to Jesus is the single easiest thing you can do. Pull over to the side of the road, go into prayer and say, Lord, I want to follow you with everything I have. Right now, this is Alison Brook with No Words.
1: The sword.
3: Followed by our main service at 11.30am.
4: You can find us at 107-109 to 109 Princess Highway, Dapto. We are in the High Ninja Hall inside the Dapto Rivenwood Center.
3: For more information, you can get in touch with us on Facebook.
4: Just search for Southern Illawarra Seventh-day Adventist Church.
3: Or contact us on
1: 0402-716-762.
4: We hope to see you soon and stay tuned to
0: face, face FM! FM. Welcome back to Faith FM. We have come to the time of the day where we are answering a question, a question of the day. What's the question, Gemma? Is God in control of my life? Oh, good question. All right. What first comes to mind is an amazing story. An amazing situation that happens in the book of Acts. This is in the thick of Paul. He's travelling around Europe at this time. Well, the, the 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 more more to the eastern side of of Europe. He's in Greece at this point. He's hanging out. He's in Greece. He's in Athens, in fact, and he's walking through the temples and he's seeing a bunch of people worshipping false gods and mm. this is this is this is just let's just read it from the text yeah it's really cool yep um then paul stood in the midst of the aeropagus so a big you know temple where they worship gods um and he said men of athens i perceive that in all things you are very religious so he says hey you guys worship these gods you you, you know you you believe in 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 lots of different things lots like of different you're things. open this to is, everything this is yeah this sweet yeah for as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship I found an altar with the inscription to the unknown god. Therefore the one whom you worship without knowing I proclaim to you. Paul just in an absolute in, in, an evangelistic gun here. He's like <laughs> I'm going to use something that they know and I'm going to do it for God's glory. Yeah. And he, he sees this altar that says just the unknown god and he's like I'll proclaim to them what the unknown God is because they don't know about Jesus and they don't know about Yahweh, but I'm going to tell them. So he starts off and he says, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives life to all, breath and all things. So basically what Paul is saying here is that God is bigger than some Stone, some wood, some gold, some image that you bound down to. God gives life, and God has created everything. The Bible says in Revelation four eleven, "Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will um, they exist and were created." Essentially, that's what God says. He says, "Yep, I create. You created everything. You're in control of everything. Um, You do everything." And this is what we're talking about today: is is God in control of our lives? you know, a clear debate arises attention, hmm. which is, are we free moral agents or are we robots? Yeah. Like if God, if God's in control, then do I actually have any say in the choices that I make? Exactly. Perf- perfectly put. Like that's the question hmm. that we, that we ask. And I'm going to say that God gives us the ability to choose. We are free moral agents. But then you hear Christians say, Oh, like in, even Christians who believe that, in fact, I would say God is in control. And it's like, well, then how is God in control? You know, how does God have a plan for my life if I'm a free moral agent? He must not have full control then, right? Yeah, well, we're going to be looking at that right now. The Bible says, it goes on to say, and he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. This Bible verse says, essentially, God has... Pre-appointed and determined, he has he has decided when someone should live and where they should live. This is essentially what they're saying. What what's Ooh. saying here? It's like so. It's not saying that is God completely in control of you know every decision you make. Therefore, you're not having free will. No, but what it is saying is God is in control of the time that you're here and where you are. In fact, I would I would say that. Gemma, you are here right now in me with radio like you are here in Australia in twenty nineteen. When what year were you born? Ninety five. Ninety five. Um you were born in ninety five in Australia. God God planned that. But we gotta ask why. Hmm. This is the answer here. Verse 27 of Acts chapter 17, the Bible says, So that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope or grab out and, and grab and take a hold of um, him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. What the Bible is saying here is God isn't incomplete control well it's saying that god you know he's all knowing he's all powerful but he gives us the ability to choose but he has pre-appointed when we should live and where we should live to give us the ability to find him that's powerful that's awesome to find him to come to him of course i talked about giving your heart to jesus christ the best decision you can make god has planned that you should do that this is melissa otto with don't give up faith fm and we have come to the end of our show Aww. the youth takeover is coming to an end sad because next week um it will be me and darren pratt hosting so Who i'm you? super excited for that of course lyle and mon are away um where's lyle? lyle's in africa mon's in africa they're both in africa somewhere so they're having fun having good times um but we're just here just holding down the fort but we have come to the time of the day, end of our show, we give away something. What are we giving away today, Gemma? Today, we are giving away a Bible. It's Ooh, an NIV. The best yes. book. We give away books and DVDs here, but we've, we're giving away the best, the book best today. The best one today. Yeah. It's really cute. It's like the perfect size. It's got a really nice cover, good mm. maps. I like it. You like it? Yep. No, I think it's... Dude, What? what a giveaway. What an offer. If you want this lovely, this holy Bible, the new international <laughs> version, this one was published by the Bible Society. If you want this amazing Bible, if you want to use it to learn more about God, give us a call 1-800-324-843 or maybe text us on 0491-064-669 or maybe get us on our social medias, uh, Faith FM Live on Instagram, our YouTube, our uh, you know Faith FM Australia on Facebook, whatever it may be, you'll get this Bible. And hey, just, if you have any questions, if you want to talk to us, if you want to communicate to us, if you want to reach out to us, hit us up. Like, we want to speak to you. We want to interact with you. We love you guys. We are so stoked that we get to do um, radio and um, For Jesus, for you guys. It's so good. Um, But Gemma, thank you so much for coming and helping out on the show today. No, thank you. This was tons of fun. Oh, man. So, so good. Of course, again, if you want to learn more about the Bible, we have a host, a ton of Bible study series of different people who we can get to teach you the Bible. If you're in the Newcastle Raymond Terrace area, I can teach you the Bible. But this has been Faith FM. Tune in tomorrow. Well, No.
2: able
4: to keep us from stumbling. He is able when distances come between everything that we hold dear. He is able to draw us into deeper life. He is able to cut away like a knife us from him, everything that keeps us from him.